Welcome to the Not the Model Minority Podcast, a podcast about the unique careers and perspectives of Asian Americans. On today's episode of Not the Model Minority Podcast, we will be talking to James Yang, an Asian American who is combining his passion for technology with his love of motorbiking. Hi, everyone. This is Brian Yang, your host of the Not The Model Minority podcast. Today, I'll be talking to James Yang, a motorbike parts designer. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so eager to learn more about what you do. Well, thanks for having me. All right. So my first question is, um, how did you get involved in motorbike part designing? It's, it's very interesting. I've never heard of it before. So... Um... It's, I wear many different hats and it's only one of the hats that I wear. Um, so I've been having side businesses for quite a while and, you know, I've been very interested in motorsports and passionate about motorbike racing. Um, so this is one of the, my hobbies that I've turned into, you know, side businesses over the years. They've taken many different shapes and forms. Um, do you want the long version or the short version? The long version would be great. Okay, so the the long version is that uh, um, essentially I've, I've trained as an engineer and it's primarily around software and doing that for so long, spending so many hours in front of a computer, you kind of want to do something with your hands. And I used to race cars um, and that was a way to get my mind off of it. Um, but racing cars every weekend gets very, very expensive. The tires are each about $1,000 a piece. So every weekend you're looking at several thousand dollars um, when I transitioned, uh, careers and moved to something, um, that was less engineering related, I moved into finance. Um, I started to have less time to work on cars and then I developed a passion for motorsports in, uh, the two wheel world. So racing motorcycles then became a total addiction. And then I really got into that. And then I realized, wow, this is way cheaper. It's way more fun. You can have way more fun on two wheels than you could ever have with four wheels, in my opinion. And yeah. so what I did in engineering, um, I sort of translated over to uh, working and, and making my race bikes faster and faster on the software side, on the mechan mechanical engineering side, and on the electrical engineering side. So I combined all those and then started developing parts for it. And then um, they eventually turned into a custom Ducati shop that uh, you know I, I started. I also started a, a motorcycle leather jacket company um, so that guys wouldn't look like Power Rangers off the bike. I was kind of annoyed the fact that we had to wear full leathers, you know, all the time. And, yeah. you know, you know, just meeting up, uh, going to coffee with somebody turned into like a, a full ordeal. So I developed the uh, jackets that looked good on and off the bike. And as of now, I'm launching a motor parts business that's uh, international in conjunction with business partners in Japan and Taiwan. And we're going to be selling parts, um, you know, all across the board there. Wow, that's super cool. You did so many things. Like, also, I didn't, I never honestly thought about like how, like, yeah, they do kind of look like Power Rangers, like coming off of the, the super colorful outfits and stuff. Um. So actually, you kind of answered my questions. So, like, how, so you really saw like, um, how like engineering and like like software, as you explained before, like kind of translated over to. I guess motorbike, right? Like, because you wanted to go from like working a lot on the computer to with your hands, right? 
Yeah. And so the origins of that, when I was, so my first job out of college was working at Lockheed Martin in uh, the defense industry. So I was in the research group and uh, we were working on all these DARPA projects, DARPA standing for Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. So it's the R&D department of essentially the defense uh, sector. And, um, you know, the guys that are working with, we were all engineers, but I was specialized in machine learning and artificial intelligence. Uh, and the other guys in my group were hardware engineers and electrical engineers and mechanical engineers. And so we kind of complemented each other's skill sets and I was really into what they were doing and they were into what I was doing. And so we learned a lot from each other. And then that really drove me into like all sorts of engineering. And then I realized some other guys in defense were really into racing cars. And so in their free time, they would take their cars and corner weight them using the uh, same technologies as they would corner weight an F-35 Joint Strike Fighter. So they would sneak in into the hangars and then utilize like the defense equipment to basically tune the race cars. And I thought that was pretty cool. And we were doing that too. And, <laughs> and then, so that's when I really got into auto racing. And then it just carried over into uh, motor racing um, as a natural extension. Wow. That's honestly, that's, that's, that's an amazing story. Like I never would never think like going from developing to defense to racing cars. So what have been some of the coolest like projects you've worked on, on your, like, I guess your wide portfolio of like ventures in the motorbike world kind of. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there, there's a full range. And so um, there's a creative aspect. And so those are some of the most fun projects is having a blank slate. So one of the projects we did was for um, zero motorcycles, which is the electric motorcycle company. And so they gave us essentially a motorcycle and said, hey, let's see what you guys can do to customize it. And so that was a purely artistic project. We had essentially the bare bones of a motorcycle that's all electric. And so this was about 10 years ago. And then they said, you know, let's see what you can do with it. We basically took that shell and because it's an electric motorcycle, all the design parameters are different. So you don't have to deal with all the, the intricacies of the combustion engine, the bulk, uh, sort of the weight is different. And so it gives you a lot of creative latitude. And so that was a very fun project because it's like, well, if I were to start from a blank sheet of paper, how would I redesign a motorcycle? Does it have to have the same components as a gas motorcycle? Do I need the same fuel tank sort of design? Or does it totally change the way we ride motorcycles? And so that was really fun from a creative aspect. Um, nowadays, the most exciting project I'm working on is actually related to the tools. Um, I still maintain a lot of relationships with startup companies. I advise startups. I still work and teach in data science and artificial intelligence uh, in, in the community. So one of the tools I'm developing is how do I use uh, artificial intelligence to design motorcycle parts and engineering parts in general? So can I go from speech to a 3D model? Can I go from speech to an electrical engineering circuit schematic? And the answer is yes. With ChatGPT now, you can go from natural language to a code layer, and that code layer goes to a 3D model, or it can go to a schematic, which actually functions as a, as a circuit. So we're the things that I'm working on right now are trying to make that, that engineering task a lot, lot easier, the way that ChatGPT has made coding very, very simple because it goes from natural language to an extension of programming languages. Uh, same thing you can do with mechanical engineering, electrical engineering. So. What's strange is that instead of focusing on the end product, I'm kind of more focused on the tools at this point, and I'm finding it a lot more challenging. Oh, I mean, honestly, that that is wild. I've never heard thought of like ChatGPT like 
going from speech to like actually designing 3D like motorbike parts. Like I didn't even know ChatGPT had that kind of capability. That's that's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool technology. I think we're on the edge. We're we're pretty much at the turning point where engineering is going to be drastically different now. Oh. And, the, and the speed of development is very fast. And so not only that, you could basically go from speech to a working prototype, right? So the next step is to connect that 3D modeling layer straight to say a 3D printer or a CNC machine and go basically Iron Man style and say, hey, I want to design this part, have it fit this you know, particular component and bam, it's it's done. Right? Wow, that is crazy. And like you came like almost full circle with this, like you before you were a software engineer and now like you're combining both of those worlds together with like motorbikes and like, I guess, software and engineering. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of fun. When I advise a lot of startup companies, one of the things I like to tell them is to like pick an area um, where it's not the sexiest thing. There's not a lot of competition, right? Everybody wants to go build the next unicorn as a startup, right? And so they all gravitate towards software or building the next social media company. Um, mm -hmm. But the thing that really excites me is solving concrete problems. And hitting areas that are really unsexy, like in agricultural, like hospital administration and things that are like people are like, yeah, that's not for me. And one aspect is like in motorsports, you have a lot of guys that are really passionate about motorsports, but don't necessarily have a sort of a hybrid engineering background to to approach a problem in a different way. And I find those types of problems really interesting. Yeah, that sounds really interesting, honestly, especially like. Yeah, I guess like tackling those kind of issues too, like agriculture and like those concrete issues is definitely something like, like a really like different take on it. Um, So I was wondering like what kind of parts do you enjoy like, I guess, like working on and like what are some of the biggest challenges of working on yeah. like motorcycles? So, you know, <laughs> solving the concrete problems, like the engineering problems is really, really satisfying Um, just because they have a direct measurable impact. You can quantify the improvements. But honestly, the most fun part for me is the the totally non-engineering related problems. It's the ones that are purely aesthetic and trying to make something look cool and functional at the same time. So it's like, you know, taking a brand new motorcycle and then making it look retro and making it look old and vintage and, you know, just exploring the creative side. And that's not, not something that engineers do very often, right? We always think of functionality first and then we think of form later. But then having the creative flexibility and freedom to, you know, wear the other hat and become an artist or a, a designer, it's it's really rewarding. And then if you can combine the two, form and functionality, that's the best of both worlds. But really, yeah, the most exciting stuff for me is uh, throwing all the training and background and engineering out the window and saying, hey, let's make something that just looks cool and, and rides fun. And, and then that's what it's about really at the end of the day is like, having something that you can build that's expressive and then that you can ride that's creative in its own right. So that that's what I find really enjoyable. Wow. Yeah. I think that's really cool. It's like almost like kind of like, like a, like a creative, like, um, I guess like expression really like the, the motorbike, like really just trying to make it like look cool versus functionality. That's super cool. Honestly. Yeah. Um, one way I like to say it's like Legos for adults. You basically <laughs> can mix and match parts and then make something kind of cool. Yeah, sounds pretty awesome, honestly. Uh, so th thank you so much for joining me Mr. today, Mr. Yang. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me on. All right. So this has been Not the Model Minority Podcast. Be sure to stay tuned in for the next one. Brian Yang, signing off.
Be sure to hit the follow button to never miss another episode of Not the Model Minority Podcast. See you next time.